Greetings, friends and brethren. Welcome to Voice in the Wilderness. I'm Don Noble of Pure Heart Ministries, and I welcome you today with exceedingly great joy. We have been doing a series on total forgiveness. And how interesting that whenever you do, whenever you do a series on anything or whatever topic you seem to bring up, God will make sure that you understand and experience just what you're trying to teach other people to work through. I'm no different. So today I'm going to talk to you about what total forgiveness is. I have spent the last three weeks talking to you about what total forgiveness is not. But today we're going to be talking at least for the next two weeks and then we'll probably be done with this topic total forgiveness, but I'm going to be talking about what total forgiveness is. So let's pray. Father, we thank you that you sent your son Jesus to display and to manifest what total forgiveness was all about. Jesus was our model as he was on the cross and it experienced the shame, the pain, the gruesome uh, whipping and took all of that, not just to give us eternal life, not just to reconcile us to the Father, not just to bring healing to our bodies and our minds, but to, to give us the freedom from sin, to remove sin out of our life so that we could walk in the great goodness and grace of God while we walk on this earth. What a great and gracious gift, Father, you have given us in Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, that you make a way. You make a way for us to be able to walk through all the very painful situations of our life. So for each listener today, Lord, I ask you to bless them with great, great grace. Grace to bear up under all of this pain and circumstance circumstances of their life grace to be able to forgive those who have offended them hurt them deeply and grace to release those individuals and begin to walk in true freedom we bless you father and i bless all those who are listening today in jesus mighty name you know, I'm, I'm not different from you in any way, shape, or form. But I went through just, just last week. Someone brought to my attention a situation that happened at the funeral home for the viewing of my husband. And boy, did it bring up the most painful situation and it caused me to be so angry at two individuals that I am not kidding you. I just, oh, I, I thought, how am I going to deal with this? And I thought I had dealt with it. But then when this person brought the story up again and elaborated more, it just, it just made me angrier. And it just made me more offended. And so here I am, you know, talking about 
total forgiveness. And lo and behold, I have to walk that out. And, you know, it's not just a one-time thing. We don't just have to walk out forgiveness on a one-time basis because people are going to hurt us. As long as we have breath in our body, people are going to hurt us. And so I'm just being very honest with you. I am walking this thing out. I am asking the Lord to give me his perspective. I'm asking him to help me to look at it from the aspect of his great love and grace and mercy for these individuals. And, you know, it does help. It does help to get the Lord's perspective. In fact, we have to get the Lord's perspective. Because if we stay in our own little perspective, which is that we want them to be punished, we want them to be, I wanted them to be punished. I am telling you, I'm honest. I wanted them to be punished, punished, punished. But that is not how the kingdom works. That is not how the Holy Spirit works. And for sure, as Christians, we have been called to walk a different path, right? We've been called to walk the narrow road. Jesus said that it was a difficult way. He didn't say it was easy. He said it was difficult. And he said few are going to go that way. He said that the road to destruction is broad. It's wide. But the road to follow Christ is a narrow, difficult path. And so I am working through this with the Lord's grace and help to forgive these two individuals, to look at it from heaven's perspective and um, and not want them to be punished for their actions and their words. So today... I want to talk about what total forgiveness is. And, you know, I understand if this is difficult for me and painful for me, it has to be the same for you. And some of you may have circumstances that have caused you way more pain than what I have been put through. Way more. So I encourage you, you know, it's a process. Do you suddenly forgive these people overnight? No. But forgiveness is an act of your will. I will say that over and over and over. It is an act of your will. And we we tell the Lord by an act of our will that we want to forgive these people. And then we ask the Holy Spirit to help us work through the process. So it's a journey. It's a process. Doesn't, doesn't happen overnight doesn't sometimes happen over a week, not even a month. And depending on the severity of the pain, it may take a while. But the Lord knows our motive. He knows our heart, right? He knows what we're thinking every moment of every day, 24-7. He knows our thoughts afar off. And so as we work through the offense or the pain or the hurt or whatever it was he knows that we are trying and he sends his sweet gracious holy spirit 
to help us work through those situations. So total forgiveness, number one, total forgiveness is being aware of what someone has done and still forgiving them. And as we talked about last week, total total forgiveness is not being oblivious to what someone did to us. It's not covering it up. It's not excusing or refusing to acknowledge what happened. That would be denial. And some people do live in denial. They, it's an easier way of dealing with the pain. And, but sooner or later, we have to come to terms with reality. So repression is never a good thing. So we have to deal with the offense and recognize that there is, uh, this has been done and we have to um, work through it. Total forgiveness is achieved only, only when we acknowledge what was done without any denial or covering up and still refuse. Here's the big, huge key still refuse to make the offender pay for their crime or their actions or their words. Total forgiveness is painful. I will attest that it is painful. It is painful to walk in total forgiveness. It hurts when we kiss revenge goodbye. It hurts to think that the person is getting away with what they did and nobody will ever find out. But when we know fully what they did and accept in our hearts that they will be blessed without any consequences for their wrong, now we cross over into into a supernatural realm. And that's when that's when we begin to be a little more like Jesus and begin to change into the image of Christ. Yeah, it's painful. But Paul said that we are to conform to his image. Number two, total forgiveness is choosing to keep no record of wrongs. We've talked about this before. We don't keep a ledger. When I talked to you about the Charlie Brown Peanuts um, little peanut comic strip about throw away the stick. Throwing away the stick is not keeping a record of wrongs. Now we know that that is scriptural, do we not? 1 Corinthians 13 verse 5. I'm reading this out of the New King James Version. But I'm going to start with, I'm going to start with verse 31 in 1 Corinthians 12. Paul says, but earnestly desire the best gifts, and yet I show you a more excellent way. See, the more excellent way is walking in love. And so, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 says, love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It's not puffed up. Verse 5, love does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, 
is not easily provoked, thinks no evil. So when it says does not seek its own, means we don't we don't keep a ledger we don't keep a record of wrongs we don't formulate that in our mind a list of all the things the person has done to us and it is not easily provoked and it thinks no evil let me tell you when you begin to desire in your heart that that person be punished that is thinking evil. You are thinking evil thoughts. God would never want to punish anyone. Now, eventually, yes, God is going to punish the wicked. But what I'm saying is, that's not how God's heart works. So if we're trying to be like Christ, and we're thinking in our mind and in our heart, I want that person punished. They have hurt me so deeply. They need to be punished absolutely need to be punished then that is thinking evil and that is not walking in the love of God because the scriptures have laid out laid out like foundation block okay remember we're building the house of God we're building our spiritual house and the block that we lay as a good builder, a good carpenter would lay the block, the foundation for the house. We've got to lay our spiritual house with those blocks of love. And thinking evil and thinking you want this person to get payback for what they did is not scriptural. It's not how Jesus would behave. And therefore, we can't. And it cannot be one of the blocks of our foundation. Or else, what's going to happen? You know, we're not going to have a very strong house. And the wind's going to come and blow it down. And it'll be built on a faulty foundation. Look, we cannot build a house, our spiritual house, on a faulty foundation. I certainly don't want to build my house on a faulty foundation. I'm sure you don't either. So... This issue is so big. It is so important. I, I would have to say that of the building blocks or the, the foundation of our spiritual house, one of those blocks has to be love. And we have to walk in this forgiveness. It's just... It's a commandment. It's God's nature. It's his way. We cannot keep a record of wrongs. We can't keep track of every time we're offended. And then what, what happens is when you, when you create the ledger of wrongs, that's allowing you to prove what happened. And then you want to use that, see? And then you want to wave that before someone who doubts what actually happened. So a husband may say to his wife in a moment of anger or vice versa, I'll remember that. I will remember what you did. Or I will never forget what you did or didn't do. And see, we can't go there. We can't even allow those words to come out of our mouth. 
we are in the year of the mouth. We are in the Hebrew year 5780. It's the year of pay, P-E-Y. That Hebrew word is a picture of a mouth. We have to be very careful about what we say, what we allow to come across our lips. And so we don't want to make those kind of statements. We don't want to go there. You know, many marriages could be healed overnight if both people would stop pointing the finger. And it's not just marriages. It's any kind of relationship. Blaming others, it's a common problem in history, right? Let's just look at what Isaiah 58 says here. And I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with 58 verse 6. It says, is this Isaiah writing, is this not the fast that I have chosen to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, that, and that you break every yoke? See, this, this, is a, this is a good reason why we should fast, because this is what fasting can do. Loose the bonds of wickedness, undo heavy burdens, let the oppressed go free, and break every yoke. Verse 7, is it not to share your bread with the hungry and that you bring to your house the poor who are cast out when you see the naked that you cover him and not hide yourself from your own flesh? Then, verse 8, then your light shall break forth like the morning, your healing shall spring forth speedily, and your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call, and the Lord will answer. You shall cry, and he will say, Here I am. If you take away the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger, and speaking wickedness. Now, if you, I would encourage you to keep reading because it's, it really is, really, really is, is good stuff here. But that specific scripture if you take away the yoke from your midst the pointing of the finger and speaking wickedness now what does that mean pointing of the finger and speaking wickedness well that's that's what we do when we want to you know acknowledge that somebody hurt us pointing the finger at them and God doesn't want us to do that. He doesn't want us to do that. Love is a choice. Total forgiveness is a choice. It's not a feeling. It's an act of the will. And we have to make the choice to tear up the record of wrongs we've been keeping. We just have to tear them up. We clearly see and acknowledge the evil that was done to us, but we have to erase it or destroy the record because if not, if not, it will become lodged in your heart and it will be a prick in your heart. And I assure you, if you are a minister of the gospel, you teach the word, you minister the word, you, you're a pastor of a church, you're a prayer leader, you're a deacon, you're a deaconess. If you keep that record of wrongs, if you allow that thing to get lodged in your heart, you're going to allow that resentment, that offense, and that pain to grow into a root of bitterness. 
So we have to erase it. We have to destroy the record so that resentment doesn't have a chance to grow. And, you know, this is a lifestyle. It's walking in total forgiveness is a lifestyle. When we develop a lifestyle of total forgiveness, we learn to erase the wrong rather than file it away in our mental computer or mental mental cabinet in our mind. You see, when we do it all the time, when it, why is it, why is it a lifestyle? Because I mentioned to you at the beginning of the program, because you're going to have this happen all the time. People are going to offend you all the time. It has to become a lifestyle. We not only avoid bitterness, but we eventually experience total forgiveness as a feeling. And you know what? It then becomes a good feeling. First, it's an act of our will. And then God works, works us through the process. Number three, total forgiveness is refusing to punish. And I told you, I wanted to see these two people punished. And I was going to do a few things about it. But the Holy Spirit really got a hold of me. And so, okay, I've given, given that up. So refusing to punish those who deserve it, giving up that natural desire to see them get what's coming to them, is the essence of total forgiveness. See, our human nature cannot bear the thought that someone who hurt us deeply would get away with what they've done right? That's our human nature. Now, let's put it in perspective of the kingdom. We have this Adamic human nature, but that human nature has to be subjected to the Holy Spirit. We submit our life to the Holy Spirit, right? We surrender daily, and in that surrendering is where we get the freedom, the grace, the power to be able to walk in total forgiveness. So it's a it's a matter of surrendering, surrendering your right to punish. Same with me. I have to surrender my right to punish, surrender my thoughts so that they are not evil, that I'm not thinking evil thoughts. Because our Adamic nature wants that person not to get away with what they've done because it's unfair. We want vengeance. We want just punishment. But the fear that they won't get punished is actually the opposite of perfect love. That's why John says in 1 John 4, 18, he says there is no fear in love. He says, but perfect love casts out fear because fear hath torment and the one who fears is not made perfect in love it makes sense and this is so important especially 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 if you're a leader a pastor a a christian leader in the church a deacon a deaconess whatever If we harbor the desire to see our enemies punished, we will eventually lose the anointing of the Spirit. And that, my friend, if you lose the anointing of the Spirit, you have lost everything. You might as well just pack your bags and quit. Because if you don't have the anointing, you have no power of the Holy Spirit. 
none. You will begin to function in your flesh, and the flesh profits nothing, the scripture says. So you will not profit anybody. You will profit no one. So you might as well pack up your bags and quit. We don't want to lose the anointing of the Spirit. But when perfect love, the love of Jesus and the fruit of the Holy Spirit come on the scene, enters the scene, the desire for our enemy to be punished goes away. So total forgiveness is refusing to punish. It's refusing to cave into the fear that this person or people won't get their comeuppance. The punishment or, re- or the rebuke that we think they deserve. So sometimes we fear that God just won't step in and give our enemies their just desserts. But if one gives in to this fear, we will be trespassing on God's territory. And God doesn't like it. Vindication is God's prerogative. And that's what we have to remember over and over and over. Vindication is his prerogative and his alone. It is not yours. It is not mine. Scripture tells us clearly. He says it's mine to avenge. I will repay. And he knows how to do that. And he doesn't want our help in any way, shape, or form. So when we refuse to be an instrument of punishment, Oh, God likes that, and it sets him free to decide what's going to be done. But if we maneuver and manipulate and we try to, you know, get get in a little vengeance of our own or whatever, then guess what? True justice is not going to be carried out. So this is a very, very important thing. If punishment is your motive, You are about to grieve the Holy Spirit, however much right may be on your side. Every, you know, it might, every, all the right might be on your side, but you will grieve the Holy Spirit if punishment is your motive. So this is, this is so important. This is so important. I can't highlight enough. And I am speaking to myself. I am preaching to myself exactly what I am saying to you because I cannot afford to lose the anointing of the Holy Spirit I do not want to grieve the Holy Spirit I want to allow God free reign to take the situation work it out however he desires to work it out And I don't want to punish and I will not punish. Because perfect love, God's perfect love, casts out the fear. And I don't want to walk in torment. And I bet you don't either. Well, I hope this has helped you. It's, I can tell you it's helped me. So I hope that it has helped you. And I just, you know, look forward to, you know, dealing with this issue next week again we're going to deal with you know we're going to keep trying to finish through this because it's so important well i appreciate you being with me today and listening to this um, broadcast you can go to www.pureheart.today and listen to this podcast again and you know i really do covet your prayers i so covet your prayers and really ask that you help support this ministry you can 
send your check to um, Pure Heart Ministries, P.O. Box 85. That's P.O. Box 85, Valley Grove, West Virginia, 26060. I look forward to being with you again next week. So with that, I will sign off. Shalom, shalom. Peace be unto you.